Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, September 8th. On this date in 1962, the song Monster Mash by Bobby Boris Pickett made its debut on the charts. And on this date in 2015, Stephen Colbert hosted his first edition of The Late Show on CBS, taking over for David Letterman. And here's your Friday morning trivia. On this date in 1966, the TV series Star Trek premiered on NBC, beginning a decades-long phenomenon that would extend to the big screen. Which actor has appeared in more Star Trek productions than any other? I'll tell you in just a few minutes. But first, let's check in at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center to see what your weekend forecast looks like. And good Friday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Silvine here. A few clouds out the door this morning. Mainly dry rain chance about 30% for today. Can't roll out a couple of isolated showers and storms this morning or this afternoon. But overall, not very wet today. Highs in the upper 80s to around 90 degrees. Better chance of some showers and storms will come our way for tomorrow. Scattered showers and storms with highs around 86 under a partly to mostly cloudy sky. Little more sunshine, little lower rain chance on Sunday. High at 88. It'll be close to 90 early next week. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Life 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Now to a crime alert. The Georgetown County Sheriff's Office says they've arrested a teen in connection to a bomb threat made against Andrews High School. The age of that teen has not been released, but we do know they're from Florence County. Investigators were able to trace that call made yesterday morning and find the teen who made it. The Sheriff's Office tells us when interviewed, the teen confessed to making that threatening call. The teen is facing three counts of disturbing schools and three counts of conveying false information involving attempted use of a destructive device. He'll be released into the custody of the Department of Juvenile Justice and taken to Columbia pending a hearing. Somerville police have arrested a man accused of shooting his girlfriend before leading officers on a short chase. 37-year-old Michael Chinnis is facing numerous charges, including murder. Police say Chinnis called 911 and said his girlfriend had been shot before later police determining that he was the suspect. That deadly shooting happened on Monday in the Gadsden Acres neighborhood. The Dorchester County Coroner's Office identified Chinnis' girlfriend, this woman, as Zate Wilson from Georgetown. She was pronounced dead at the scene around 2.45 Tuesday morning. Two staff members at the Lee Correctional Institute in Bishopville have been arrested. It comes after a targeted search by the South Carolina Department of Corrections. On your screen now is some video of food service employee Brian Keeley and Lieutenant Brittany Welch being walked out in handcuffs. According to arrest warrants, a search of the prison cafeteria led to the discovery of contraband, including cell phones and drugs. Investigators say Welch kept weapons for inmates and allowed them to share weapons, while also tipping off inmates about contraband searches. SCDC says it hopes the arrests send a warning to other employees involved in contraband rings. A South Carolina family is calling for an investigation after a woman was found dead in her cell. 26-year-old Hosanna Dinkins was taken to Sumter Lee Regional Detention Center while suffering from depression and suicidal thoughts. Activists and her family held a rally at the State House, calling for new laws to prevent this from happening again. Her family says she was taken to the jail because there was no room at the local mental health facility. Officials say her cause of death has not yet been officially determined. We've gotten so many calls on the deplorable conditions of that facility. 
So we're calling for a thorough investigation and we'll call until someone answers. The family plans to establish the Hosanna Foundation, which would focus on mental health issues and call for more behavioral health centers. The Goose Creek Fire Department will soon add a new medical kit to their frontline fire and EMS units. And the new pain management kit for patients is called Pronox. Our Destiny Kennedy joins us live at the Goose Creek Fire Department this morning to explain how Pronox works. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Katie and Shelby. Officials say that these kits will enhance the standard of care in their EMS settings. Pronox is a safe anesthesia gas that delivers a balanced mixture of nitrous oxide and oxygen, commonly known as laughing gas. This combination not only alleviates pain, but reduces stress and anxiety and overall discomfort. In preparation for this addition, the Goose Creek Fire Department is conducting training sessions over the next week or two. This innovative approach plus is in the patient's control. Patients must use the mask and place it to their face and apply pressure as needed. When they feel they've had enough, they can simply release the mask. Goose Creek Fire Department Assistant Fire Chief Jarrett Harris says they are excited for the Pronox kits and so are other departments. This is a really good opportunity on EMS in the pre-hospital setting to deliver um, pain management for our patients. We've actually gotten a lot of messages on Facebook um, and in our email from other departments looking at um, adding this to their toolbox as well. Right now, Goose Creek Fire Department is the first to add the Pronox kits to their medical toolkit. Reporting live in Goose Creek, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. Destiny, thank you. Charleston police say they have gone over their overtime budget for 2023 by around 35 percent. We've still got three months left in the year to go. The department is typically allotted $1 million per year to cover overtime for around 500 employees. This helps them keep an increased presence at large events like the Cooper River Bridge Run, as well as extra officers patrolling King Street downtown at night. The department says it's trying to find places where it can control the overtime in an appropriate manner. I would say just trying to um, get creative as much as we can when it comes to scheduling. Um, we do adjust our personnel schedules a lot to make sure we can accommodate these operational periods. Um, obviously, there, there comes a toll with our personnel on that as well. So we try to limit that as much as possible. The department says while it's looking at creative ways to control overtime, they won't let it affect how they serve the public. The Charleston County Public Library System and Charleston County School District are teaming up to help students connect, learn, and transform. The Limitless Learning Program automatically gives CCSD students access to the library's database. And that's not just ebooks. Students can access research databases, test prep, Wi-Fi hotspots, and more through the program. Now, through their L-squared account, students can also digitally borrow movies and music. There's no physical library card needed. Students just use their school login, and they are good to go. The American Civil Liberties Union for South Carolina is filing a public records request to the Berkeley County School District. Now, that request prompts the district to release a list of books that it has considered for censorship in both classes and libraries. According to the district, a single person filed nearly all of the challenges for the 93 books included on the list. ACLU Executive Director Jace Woodrum spoke out against the book list, saying in part, quote, censorship remains deeply unpopular across the state 
state and across the political spectrum. And we hope the district will listen to parents, teachers, students and librarians who support the freedom to read, end quote. Now, a spokesperson for the school district also issued a response that reads in part, I'm unsure who shared information alleging the existence of a list of banned books, but that list does not exist. BCSD policy KNBA outlines the process for a parent or legal guardian to request the reconsideration of instructional materials in the double murder trial of Alec Murdoch. The statement says the agencies are, quote, committed to a fair and impartial investigation. This comes after attorneys for Murdoch filed a motion accusing Culleton County Clerk of Courts Rebecca Hill of jury tampering in Murdoch's highly publicized double murder trial. They say Hill told jurors not to believe evidence presented by the defense, pressured them to reach a guilty verdict, and then lied to the judge. Murdoch's defense team is pushing for a retrial, arguing jury tampering. Right now, about one in 10 adults living in South Carolina has served our country through military service. South Carolina Department of Veterans Affairs is laying out how they can thrive once that service is over. Goals for the upcoming year include expanding the coalition that helps veterans access resources and benefits, improving services in under-resourced counties, and improving educational opportunities for military children. The VA says one of the most urgent areas in which it's working to provide that help is by reducing veteran suicides. That's become a key focus as veterans in South Carolina and across the country face higher suicide rates. When you leave military service, the gap that you often leave behind is the camaraderie and the teamwork that you found in military service. And when you leave that in, in pole vault into the civilian world, that's often a really challenging gap, and some veterans struggle with that. And obviously, veteran suicide is the most, um, the most tragic outcome of that struggle. A new state law will require the VA to take over operations of most veteran nursing homes. Secretary of Veterans Affairs Todd McCaffrey is working on the transition and says the process is currently on track in its timeline. A rural low country county filled with trees and plenty of undeveloped land could be changing. Live 5 Skylar Hill tells us what Georgetown County officials have in mind. Georgetown County has gone underdeveloped for so many years, but county officials say there's so much potential here. Shovels have yet to hit the ground, so what exactly is changing? And they have a lot of open land that they're doing nothing with. Over the past three days, the Georgetown County Planning Department has hosted three events for the community to come out, give their thoughts on what they want to see in their neighborhoods. I want to see more houses. I, I go into different counties, and it seems like they have more houses in Georgetown. Georgetown is beginning to build a few, but it's not enough. There was a lot of energy inside the Northwest Regional Recreational Center tonight as the event saw large turnouts and people came with lots of energy. Because we want to start um, with listening to the folks in our different communities to hear what they want to see. And this is their plan at the end of the day. Those who came were able to write down their concerns and even post them on the boards for the department to take a look at. It's Georgetown County's plan, um, so we want to have a good starting point and gather that information from our communities and our residents and then the consultants are going to start preparing a draft um, that will bring back out to the communities once it's done. The boards at the meeting were filled with so many ideas from affordable housing to current and future land use developments. Reporting in Georgetown County, Schuyler Hill, Live 5 News.
The Gullah Geechee people of Barrier Islands in Beaufort County have been fighting against a proposed development since last year, and so far they are winning. A developer is trying to build a golf course and gated community on Pine Island, but the land is a Gullah Geechee hub, and therefore it's got some special protection. Despite being denied multiple times, the developer is still trying to access the land through a lawsuit against those cultural protections. But a judge has granted intervention to the Gullah Geechee Nation in the suit, giving the community a leg up in that legal battle. After years of delays, the only saltwater access point in Berkeley County will be more accessible for the community to enjoy. The Bushy Park boat landing in Goose Creek often sees boats stuck during low tide. But now with the help of the dredging project, crews will dig down eight feet and 200 feet across to make that landing safer. Funding was first approved through the 2014 penny sales tax referendum, but it took years to find the proper site to dump the sand and mud from the bottom of the inlet. The project is set to begin in November and will take about 28 days to complete. At the beginning of the show, I asked which actor has appeared in more Star Trek productions than any other. It'd have to be Leonard Nimoy, whose Mr. Spock appeared in every episode of the original series, an animated version in the 70s, The Next Generation, and eight different Star Trek movies. He also narrated and appeared in other less-known Trek-themed productions, including a video game, Live Long and Prosper. Celebrating birthdays this Friday, ventriloquist Willie Tyler with Lester is 83, actress Heather Thomas is 66, Actor David Arquette is 52 and singer Pink is 44. Thanks for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. Happy Friday. Hope you have a great weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.